see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, I'm Sean Riley, and welcome to Unpacked with PMMI. As a television host on the History Channel and a New York Times bestselling author of The Inner Circle, The Book of Fate, and nine other bestselling thrillers, unpacked with PMMI guest Brad Meltzger has crafted a career telling stories. He's a world-famous fiction and nonfiction writer. He has learned throughout his writing that ordinary interactions with people every day can and are often extraordinary and a noteworthy part of each person's history. Packaging and processing, for example, includes creating and ensuring the receipt of what most would consider everyday things. But these are impactful for letting people live and achieve their everyday lives, allowing them to have the hopes and the dreams and achieve the things that they never thought possible. Let's listen and be inspired. And with all the fancy introductions out of the way, we are very pleased to welcome to the podcast, Brad Meltzer. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is obviously all ours. Now, you have just um, come off the stage from speaking at the ELC, and I'm familiar with you, and I'm sure many of the people there were familiar with you as an author, and I know that you've been involved in um, a bunch of other media projects. And I guess the question that I have to kind of lead with, because it, it's top of mind since I, I saw that we were going to be talking to you, is how did that evolve into you giving these inspirational type um, talks? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, you're basically asking, like, why is anyone listening to you? Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, and the truth is, is I started obviously writing thrillers, and that's what people know my name from, um, you know, writing thrillers that... President Clinton and President Bush have, you know, written me letters and said, hey, want to come to the White House? We love your research. And, you know, that's, you know, to have a, at least one U.S. president, I should say, saying that they love my research and to come to the White House is like, I thought, oh, that's, that's all I need to do. And I would, I would give talks at libraries and things where you would see fiction writers. But what happened was, is somewhere along the way, I gave a TED Talk. Ah. And once I gave, once I gave a TED Talk, People were like, oh, you're not just writing chapter 23 and telling me about what's happening in your book, but you actually have something to say about history and our legacy and where we are and what we leave behind. And the truth is, that's what really broke things open. And once people saw that talk, it kind of gave me a, a whole new kind of, and I think of it as just different, a different kind of story to tell, which was the most authentic story I could ever tell, which is my own story. And that's that's kind of when when I was sort of setting you up there to, and and asking that question, I was thinking that that as you know you're the 
you, you are obviously a storyteller at heart. And like you said, it just kind of aligned with telling your own story. And I know one of your, I guess, kind of core beliefs is that ordinary people kind of are the are the people that are changing the world, quote unquote, ordinary people. And it's kind of this belief that you have that kind of runs through all of your projects. Is that something you could speak to? Yeah, no, that listen, I write thrillers that are fictional. I write nonfiction books for adults about George Washington and and the secret plot to kill him at the start of the Revolutionary War and about the secret plot to kill Abraham Lincoln. I do uh, shows on the History Channel with Decoded and Lost History. I do kids' books that entertain, you know, we have some like 5 million books that are in print now, entertaining millions of kids all across the country. And they all seem like disparate things. I even write comic books, Superman and Batman and Spider-Man. But the one thing they all have in common is my core belief. I believe ordinary people change the world. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care how much money you make. That's nonsense to me. I believe in regular people and their ability to affect change in this world. And those are the things that, whether it's the thrillers, whether it's the kids' books, whether it's the TV shows, they you will see throughout my work. And, and everything else is just picking genres, but the story stays the same. Very interesting. So I guess, you again, you just came off of speaking at PMMI's Executive Leadership Conference, and we don't have that amount of time. So I was wondering if you would kind of give us the, you know, the 30,000 foot view of what it is that you are, you know, providing the audience with these types of uh, speeches and presentations. Yeah, you know, I, I start by telling my own story. And a few years ago, I got to read my own obituary. Oof. And it's usually pretty hard to read your own obituary, right? It's hard to read when you're dead, but I got to read mine <laughs> because a few, a few years ago, I worked to save the house where the character Superman was created. And everyone knows Superman, but I worked to save the house where uh, Superman was created in Cleveland, Ohio. And when a reporter for the Wall Street Journal was asking me about it, he said to me, you know, Brad, this thing you did with the Superman house is going to be in your obituary. And I was like, well, thanks for so clearly contemplating my death. But what... It made me realize is I, I started wondering what is going to be in my obituary? What, what are people going to say about me? And what do I leave behind? And I hired this reporter to write my obituary. And he wrote the obituary for me. But I was such a crazy narcissist at the moment. I just wanted to read my obituary. I didn't read the body of his email. And the body of his email, I just read the attachment. The body of the email said, hey, attached is your obituary. But I want you to know I got called on to another story, Brad. I couldn't finish it. So my obituary ended with these three words, he was a, that's it. And I was like, wait, what was I? What was I good? Was I bad? Did I matter? Did I achieve greatness? What was I? And I know that anyone listening right now, you're starting to think to yourself, what are you? And that's what I talked about at the leadership conference is not what's going to be in our obituary because that's just depressing, but what's our legacy going to be? What do we leave behind that we don't realize we leave behind? And there are four types of legacy we all have. There's your family, there's your friends and your coworkers, but we forget that we also have your third category is your community. And if you're really lucky, which everyone at PMMI is, is the impact you have on completing other strangers. And when you realize that, you realize the full potential of your power. And then you find out your, that what your full history really is is far bigger than you ever contemplated. That's very interesting. I, and I, understand what you're saying and i can see it from a again from a storyteller's perspective but how how are we can how am i convincing uh, myself as an ordinary person that what i'm doing is as meritous as writing novels and meeting presidents and stuff like that 
See, that's the mistake. See, right? You think that the thing right. that the achievement is, is the big thing. So I'll tell you this. My, when I was in ninth grade, my high school uh, ninth grade English teacher, a woman named Sheila Spicer, changed my life with three words. She said to me, you can write. And I was like, well, everyone can write. And she said, no, no, you know what you're doing. She tried to put me in the honors class. I had some sort of conflict. She said, here's what I'm going to do. You're going to sit in the corner for the entire year, ignore everything I do on the blackboard, ignore every homework assignment I give. What she was really saying was, you're going to do the honors work instead, and you're going to thank me later. And sure enough, a decade later, I went back to her classroom. I knocked on the door with my first book, I, and she said, can I help you? I said, my name is Brad Meltzer. I wrote this book, and it's for you. And she started crying. And I said, why are you crying? She goes, you know, I was going to retire this year because I didn't think I was having an impact anymore. And I said, are you kidding me? You have 30 students. We have one teacher. Mm -hmm. And that woman, this English teacher in the middle of, you know, South Florida is the most important person at that point in my young professional life and had no idea of her legacy, no idea of her impact on me. And that is the power we all have. It's not about your achievement. Your achievement doesn't matter. Whatever your job title is and those great things you do, that's going to be in your obituary. But when you die, no one's going to remember it anymore. Your job title fades with you. Your resume fades with you. Your job title's gone. But those things you do for other people, those things, you know, when, when you go do a, a walk for a 5K for breast cancer or for muscular dystrophy or someone in your family's sick and you raise some money or bring some canned goods to your church or your synagogue, there are hundreds of people who benefit from that choice. They will never know your name. You will never know their name, but you're forever part of each other's legacy too. So we all make the mistake of thinking of the achievements. The achievements are the first things that fade when you die. What your real history is, is how you make other people feel. Very interesting. So from a manufacturing, packaging, and processing world, we have concrete examples of how we quote unquote change the world, you know, using the uh, pandemic is an example, like we continued to work through that and, and provide, you know, the food and the medicine and stuff like that, that still needed to get out to people. But you're putting into perspective, I guess, a deeper meaning than that, or like that, that's not enough. Yeah, no, listen, I think, I, you, you, yeah, you're trying to find the achievement in the achievement. To me, it's the everyday, you're, you know, the, they gave me a list of all the things that your manufacturing and packaging people do. They said, you touch everything from water to ceiling tiles and everything in between. And mm -hmm. what you have to remember is there are entire communities that are built because of what your membership does. There are strangers out there. I, I told my wife when I was talking about your organization, she said, who are you speaking to for this week? And I said, I, I call them the Lego makers. It's like they give everyone all the pieces of the Lego. And then everyone gets to like build these incredible things. But without you, there's nothing to build with. And so you give us all these pieces. You help truly build communities. You truly build businesses. There are people whose lives are changed because you put something in their hands or gave them a safe place to be or made sure that that light fixture worked or all the other things that you guys sell um, that came in. The, and you forget that that is all impact. Just letting people live and achieve their everyday lives allows them to have the hopes and dreams and achieve the things that they never thought. And you never think of yourself as being responsible for them. But if you did your job wrong or it wasn't done right, watch the results. And so you get to be part of that as well. And the, the, it's fascinating when you say that. I'm immediately thinking our, our industry and manufacturing in general kind of is facing a, um, a work force crisis. Um, there's not a lot of people going into it. 
um, as a career choice, you know, everybody thinks you have to go to college, you have to get a four-year degree, you have to do this, you have to do that. And these type of trade type jobs are, are, are going unfilled. And it makes me think of, you know, this, this is, you're giving examples of ways that these people working in these plants, these manufacturing facilities, these packaging and processing facilities are touching so many lives. And it is a great way to kind of sell that you're more than just a job and a career, like you are changing things. You're changing the, you know, the world, the communities, like you just said. That's exactly right. And that's the, the whole point of my talk is to realize that we all think of history as this thing that's written by these amazing, wonderful people who have their names in bold and that happened in the past. But history is not some old thing that happened in the past. History is this thing that is all the things that haven't happened yet. That's history, too. And all of us are writing our stories every day. But we don't think of ourselves as the hero of those stories. We gotta, and we have to realize that those things that make you feel good, those when, when you, you know, your power is your ability to say to someone, "Good job, I like what you did there." You have a real knack for that. Those words are power. Miss Spicer's changed my life more than anything else, and she was an, an, a ninth grade English teacher. And you can use that power every day. And if you don't use it, time fades, and your power fades with it. But I, what I say, you know, is. Think of that person. I told you about Miss Spicer, my ninth mm -hmm. grade English teacher. I want you to think of your Miss Spicer. I want you to think of the first person who told you you were good at something. I want you to think of the first, whether it's a teacher or a mentor, the person who gave you your first real job, you got them in your head. I want you to thank them. That's it. That's all I ask. When we're done here and you hang up on this podcast and you put it away, go find them on Facebook, track them down, put their name into Google find them and go say thank you. You won't believe what comes from it. That person who was a giant in your life, you will now be a giant to them. Well, that's, that's absolutely a perfect way to put a button on this. Um, and, and thank you for allowing me to I, be the conduit to, to share this out there as my uh, little gift to people. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking some extra time to come on here with us, Brad. Um, this was great. Uh, so thanks again for, for finding time to come on here and share your message. Of course. Thanks so much. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.